show where we talk about things that we like or sometimes don't like. Because, you know, sometimes we're like, man, I want to complain. Uh, and this is a complaining episode. Uh, yeah, I think it really is. Uh, we're talking about Tumblr. Because Tumblr. Is there any other Tumblr? No. I doubt it. So We're if- talking about Tumblr.com, which, so, Fandom Fair is a show where we talk about nerd things, and I think the origins of fandom, come a lot of it comes from Tumblr. And live journal, sort of that kind of style blogging thing. If you don't know what Tumblr is, probably because everyone thinks Tumblr is dead at this point, when it isn't. Um, they're just trying to sell it off to someone, and it's, like, never gonna happen. Tumblr's never gonna sell because, <laughs> listen, I'm not on Tumblr any, like, I still have a blog, I'm not on there, I only go I on there. Uh, after every Ruby episode ends to go look at GIFs <laughs> and um, pictures and theories. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I don't really go on Tumblr because a lot of it's just Game of Thrones and I don't watch Game of Thrones anymore. You just, and you don't want to switch up what you're... Yeah, I don't feel like finding new blogs to follow when I'm... Because I'm TikTok-brained. I know. So I don't have I don't have time for this other app. Anywho, so we're talking about Tumblr and what a bad website it was (laughs) it is it is and what a horrid nightmare site it was to be on from 2014 like 2012 2014 to 2016 about yeah we know somebody who disagree with it being a terrible website no she's gonna agree it's a bad website oh she's gonna agree oh no we talked about this at length and she's like no it's a great website the layout is fine i'm like i feel like the layout's layout's fine we're not talking about the layout content yeah, the, the con- we're talking about the people that are on it and how uh, absolutely buck wild it is. Uh, yeah, no, the, I, this... I hate the layout and I'll die on that hill. Uh, I don't, I don't mind the layout. Um, I'm gonna say this right now. This it might get a little political. So it might get a bit heated in here. Not, not, no, not that it's gonna get heated. We're just gonna talk we'll, about. We'll, I guess we have to say this that none of our opinions are WMSCs. Like, so if we say anything. That you think is WMSC's opinion? It's not. It's ours. It's ours. Um, We're saying this, but let, let's before we dive into like the harsh things, let's just let's just t- tackle the absolute buck wild things. The buck wild things. So, for, hold on. First, I want Joe to talk about this because our good friend Jill is someone who's very big on Tumblr. Not big on Tumblr, but she still uses Tumblr every day. Joe, what's your opinion on the hum- the Tumblr humor? I love Jill, but like. She- she gets so enthusiastic about sending me a 14-minute clip or, like, a 12-page thesis about the most benign, viscerally unfunny thing. <laughs> and she's like, this is the peak of comedy. I'm she like... like never, I, I follow Jill on Tumblr, and I'm on Tumblr pretty much every day. She, like, never reblogs that stuff. I don't know what she's sending you. It, it's just like, like, no, love her to death. And the things that she says that are, like, human humor, like, sentient humor... Like that, you know, humans can understand funny, funniest things. Like some of the funniest things anyone ever says. She's like on the level, Andy, when it comes to like things that come out of her mouth are funny. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me um show you. I literally just opened Tumblr, and the first thing I see is something Jill blogged. So the person who the OP of this, which essentially, if we say OP, we mean original poster, is Cleaver Dash Chan, and they said, "Sorry, but philosophers aren't impressive." I came up with stuff like that when I was twelve. That's so. If you want the general of what Tumblr humor is, now. and like weird memes and just insane videos, that's essentially what Jill reblogs all the time. It's a lot or of sur- fandom stuff. Is generally a lot of people I follow do. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Tumblr humor from what I've seen is just 
Glep's language without any of the funny. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Tumblr humor is very surrealist in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Um, EBDB. Yeah. Like, I honestly still don't know what that is. And I was, I was, I, I've been on the website since like 2014. I haven't, I haven't jumped off. I don't know a lot of like half of the stuff. People I've been talk on about. Tumblr since about 2012 to 2013, but I kind of fell off the bandwagon around 2019 because that was really like that was when, when the female presenting nipples ban be- began, I believe. Yes, I I don't know. I that's not why I dropped off. I dropped off because TikTok was getting popular. Oh yeah. So I like. I don't know. We'll have to talk about. We'll we'll talk about the ban at some point because I follow a lot of artists, so they got like affected by that yeah a lot of uh, i don't even know how to describe tumblr tumblr humor it's just like people who still use tumblr like 2014 tumblr humor have not aged no i'm i'm, I'm looking at my my uh, my audience and y'all know who who i'm talking about yeah uh-huh like 20 you know. like if you say thank you for coming to my ted talk i could tell that you were on tumblr in 2014 if Someone in your life says, I like your shoelaces, and then they repeat back, thank you, I got them from the president. They were on Tumblr. Tumblr. And I don't think anyone's ever going to say that in real life, but I bet if I said that to Jill, she would repeat back the response phrase to me. I, I would, too. I would, too. It's, you're like KGB sleeper agents. Like, I just, you have your code phrases, and I'm just sitting here like, what? Yeah, no, like, people who've been on Tumblr for a long time just, like, understand these we get uh, weird, obscure references. Mm-hmm. Like the down with this bus, yeah. But let, let's talk about some like the fandom stuff oh, of Tumblr. So I got onto Tumblr. I was looking at Tumblr before I officially joined it. I was looking at a lot of My Little Pony ask logs. I was too. Can, can I say the MLP blog that oh. I think we both were on that had kind of NSFW Princess Celestia? Hmm. That changed it the, the first letter of her name with m no okay hold on i'll i i no i don't think we know this i no the you know I remember, you I, can't say it i, I can't I say it but i'll oh. i midge i'll show you it later oh 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 you oh, know what i'm i know about? what you're talking about generally i don't think i've ever seen it i i was on that blog well i i, I frequented that blog because hold on Okay, I could go on a tangent about brony culture because brony culture was a big part of Tumblr it. Was culture. Early, it was like that period of Tumblr that we're talking about, big time. It was not a big... so much anymore because MLP, at least FIM, has ended. Uh, yeah, and like Gen Five is was we're on Gen Five. I don't know. I think I think FIM was Gen Four. I think we're on Gen Five. Okay. Uh, the movie was okay. Yeah. But we're not here. I want to talk about brony culture, which people have been talking about on um, uh, uh... TikTok. TikTok. Like, people who were in the brony fandom, who who were young girls, as myself at the time that FIM was coming out, FIM stands for Friendship is Magic, um, and that a lot of grown men took over the space that was made for young girls, and really, I don't want to say traumatized, like, yeah, no, I'm going to say it, like, traumatized a lot of young girls and young kids who were into... MLP by making really graphic like NSFW content that included like sex and gore and cursing and, and drugs. Not child friendly things. A lot of not child friendly things. I I call myself a brony at the time. I was thir- I was uh I was in middle school, so I I was kind of the age demographic. I was a little bit yeah. older. But I I still fit into the age demographic that was 
catering towards MLP fans. Oh, for sure. But then you have content like that NSFW account that I was just talking about. Um, things like Rainbow Factory and Cupcakes. Did, which... you, did you ever on Tumblr the Dr. Horrible theme blog that was Fluttershy? No. What that was, was that? It was essentially the... Do- I had... I don't think I was really into Dr. Horrible, but more of I found this, and it was like this um, ask blog, uh-huh. ask blog, <laughs> where, because um, I'm going to slur my words, um, where they essentially put Fluttershy in the position of Dr. Horrible from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, and so it just kind of, I guess, really put Fluttershy in this mad scientist persona. Mm-hmm. It was like, I I followed him, essentially I kept tabs on a bunch of ask blo- ask blogs. I had to make myself very clear when I say this word, because it's going to sound like something else. Um, like, I remember Cutie Mark Crusaders one, I, I was, like, kind of touching a lot. They pretty much had Ask blogs for, like, every single character you can think of. That I, was, like, the era of Ask blogs. Dude, okay. I'm so upset. <laughs> I was I was really, like, I, I have all this stuff on my Kindle, which is now dead, and I don't even know where it is. I might have thrown it up. Of, I was really into this Ask blog of, um, I was really big into Ebe, which was a RPG horror maker, uh-huh. uh, RPG maker horror game at the time, and I, I interacted heavily. And this person like drew me Aww. with the character Mary, um, and like doing things with Mary, and it was really cute. And they like because they asked me what I looked like, and I gave them what I looked like at the time, which I was basically this generic anime character with brown hair. You look you you were you were white girl with brown hair. I was white girl with brown hair, but like she like this whoever ran the ass blog like drew me with Mary. And it was really cute and I wish I had these pictures because I treasured them so much when I was like twelve. Yeah. Like I followed and I still follow this FNAF ask blog where this person makes up essentially characters that correspond to like the fan and the cup and like the uh, like the cup and the tablet and like the music box. Mm-hmm. And I cosplayed one of the characters and I like posted it and they were like they gave me compliments and I was like that fueled me for like a solid week back in the day. Yeah, like so that that's just like kind of like what Tumblr was, but I'm just I'll, I was just thinking about the MLP thing yeah, and yeah. how grown men who should have not. I watched, <laughs> not have been there, but really made this fandom, like, an unsafe place for children. But listen, did it make me funny? Yeah. And oh, is my yeah. humor darker because of it? Yeah. There is this sort of, I'm going to say, um, I don't know what word to use, but essentially it's sanitization of fandom spaces, especially with these coming, especially in the last year or so, where we have this sort of almost war between characters not characters, sorry, fans who are minors and fans who are adults, especially on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere you have to see... if Like, Twitter is a hot spot for, like, NSFW artists because of what happened with the female presenting nipples ban on Tumblr back in, I don't know, 2018? Uh, yeah, it was, like, 2018, About there. 2019. Which essentially booted a ton of artists who draw NSFW off of Tumblr because they wanted to sell Tumblr as a product to, I think, Verizon. Yeah. I, I don't know. And they and wanted to make it kid... Fr- they wanted to make it child-friendly. And... It didn't work out. Obviously, they they lost Verizon a lot of money. Um, and guess what? The band's still there. Yeah. So essentially, it's still there. And then, oh, I had to talk about the new Apple Word ban. Oh my god! Yeah. So Tumblr is doing like a giant word ban. So it's this weird thing, specifically the Apple app, where they're banning like a ton of words. Someone has a Google Doc somewhere, where it's just a ton of words, like girls. You can't tag these things. It's you- not like 
physically like in the post. You tagging. cannot you cannot tag the word because it'll just be like. So essentially, if you look up a word, I'm gonna say hentai because that's not hentai like or a word like that or like mineta. I don't know what exactly that means in another language, but like mineta is a character. Mineta is a my a. Uh, a my hero academia. academia character and so just the word mineta if you t- it, you can't there's no ta- it'll say nothing's here search something else but um, like so they're constantly trying to kill tumblr and it's just not dying it's not dying we're unkillable <laughs> because it, it's essentially become like the sort of like safe space for people who don't really care about what's going on on twitter like twitter can- has become the new tumblr at this point yeah where it's like, like I was talking about before, the whole sanitization and sort of like these different warring things, like antis and anti-antis and 18 plus spaces. I'm and waiting for twi- for TikTok to become that. Oh, me too. TikTok is already like that, where it's like TikTok, uh, science side of TikTok. Oh, do you remember t- uh, <laughs> science side of Tumblr? Please oh explain my this. God. Please explain the science side of Tumblr. Um, it's just sort of, like, this thing, it's just, like, we don't understand this. Hey, can the people who, like, know science explain this? Because eventually, posts circulate around a ton of different people's, like, blogs. um, And it eventually gets... It'll get to someone, eventually. But it is now, kind of, Tumblr has become a site where people from 2012 to 2014 just don't want to leave. We don't want to leave because, despite the fact that Tumblr wants to kill itself off at this point... Um, it, it just is possibly a really good, like, it has good posting abilities. Like, it has, you you can choose what post you want to do, like, audio and video and text and photo and all these other stuff. It, you don't have to, like, worry about, I think there's a point where you have to worry about word limit, but it's a really long word limit. But It's not Twitter. Yeah, but, like... And, like, I, the tagging I, system's fairly alright. A lot of people left after the pornography ban. Yeah. Because a lot of people were making money because they would link to, like, you know, They're Patreons pe- yeah. or OnlyFans or... Or well, OnlyFans wasn't a thing. OnlyFans then. wasn't, sorry, like, or uh, coffees. coffees. or stuff like that, essentially. Where no, they, like, pe- like pe- a lot of, like, uh, pornography artists who kind of, like, just needed money. NSFW. Yeah. Um, a lot of them moved to Twitter because now Twitter's much more accessible, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because Instagram's absolutely non-accessible. For no, you can't post anything on Instagram. Because it's made by Facebook. <laughs> um, so, a lot of people left because of that. So, I don't know, Tumblr's kind of desolate. Yeah. It's just like, it just feels like a handful of people. It, it really isn't, because I feel like I've been, I think I've been essentially following the same people since I joined Tumblr, because a lot of these people and I were in the same fandom back in the day, and then we all left at, like, the same time because of something that happened. Voltron? No, not Voltron. I don't, I felt like no one from Voltron, Yogg's cast. Stuff happened in that sort of, it's the whole YouTube fandom thing. Like, people are joining Tumblr still because of fandoms, like... I'm gonna literally say the Dream S and P. Like new yeah. fandoms are alive every every day. You know, not to say that fa- fandom is far from dead. Oh yeah, but Tumblr is like essentially a really great space for fandom because it allows you to put a bunch of different stuff on there, and it feels like Instagram's a posting app for like what? essentially art, and Tumblr can be used for like fanfic and theory posting and discussion, and you don't no, have to deal with definitely that really has small. more versatility. But yeah. I, I want to talk about just uh, since I am a cosplayer, uh-huh. I do want to talk about cosplay because me and Jill were talking about this. Like, oh, I have never seen like cosplay accounts on Tumblr. I want to say this because like over a year ago, Jill was saying she's like, why, 
why do cosplayers like move like that like she's like i feel like it's a lot of overacting i'm like well you're dealing with a very limited camera space so you have to use a lot of the camera space to make it entertaining and make it entertaining for the eye to watch because your eye doesn't want to stand still your eye wants to move so doing a lot of big motions and big facial expressions um is very important for cosplaying especially when you're doing video and i feel like tiktok is a really good cosplaying app because of the audio sharing and the albeit terrible video editing system you do have a lot more um variety to make video content because cosplay picture content yeah it does sell but i don't feel like it's as nice to look at as a video i was confused where the heck you were going with this because we were talking about tumblr no i know no i want to talk about cosplay and tumblr because there's not it doesn't exist it, it doesn't exist because I want to talk about, like, no, with picture sharing, it's not as popular. No, essentially picture sharing devolves down to art and GIFs and sometimes screenshots and memes and stuff. Like, videos are essentially just resharing videos at this point from other apps, like TikTok. Like, and TikTok and YouTube. Yeah, essentially at this point. Um, or, like, sometimes Twitter. Because, I mean, before TikTok, not to say that uh, cosplay videos didn't exist, but the only cosplay videos that existed oh, yes, were... Though. We're no CMVs from YouTube. Oh, you're right. You're which ha- right. which to get any traction would ha- like have to be pretty high production value. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I follow a couple of you like I call uh, I follow a couple of YouTube uh cosplay, cosplay YouTubers, YouTubers, um who do like skits and stuff. Uh, Mishkali. Yeah. Who I follow them on um on both TikTok and Instagram, but I followed them because of their YouTube content, which was fairly high quality, like production quality, which like you just can't get that on um on like tumblr. tumblr no and i'm not even gonna go into like because i went on this rant two weeks ago when we we're talking about youtube on how uh cosplay tiktok has become gentrified and that you have to have really high quality to oh like get likes i just got rem- reminded of something in my head so there was like this brand of ask blog where they would like dress up as a character and take like pictures of themselves mm-hmm. it's sort of like this essentially it, at this point it's like a role play blog you know yeah that was also a big thing back in the day when ask ask blogs they were role play blogs slash ask blogs and so like i remember this specifically that i saw like something it had to be something harry potter mm-hmm. i think it was harry potter's dad but like you know when he was younger mm-hmm. and it was like i think it was a bunch of different characters and, like, they would just take pictures of themselves, like, sort of, like, almost miming what they were, like, saying. And, like, oh, like, the, like, like, like how up. furry, like, uh, don't, don't piss off the furry YouTuber. Like, the, um, you know how they do, like, the, the, po- the poses? Oh, my God. So, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, our, our essentially, the, that stuff. Yeah. yeah I, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought of. Um, I followed a lot of ship blogs. I did not, know. I said ship not anything else. Uh, <laughs> shipping is like you know pairing two characters together in a relationship. Relation relationship. It's just taking off the really and shipping can technically be used for a lot of diff- besides romantic. Yeah, like, but you know. like it could be it could be platonic. But I follow a lot of ship blogs um, because I am a hopeless romantic and I really like shipping characters. So that's what I followed a lot. Like, oh my god, I'm thinking about like sophomore junior year of high school. I follow a lot of uh, Theon X Rob blogs <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Oh my god, freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. Like so when we were freshmen back in twenty fifteen, um, that is when Star Wars came out. Oh, when you're the Force right. Awakens. And so the Star Wars fandom had come back alive full force because we had got nothing except some Rebels content. But yeah. Rebels wasn't huge, but like now we had that new trilogy, so it got completely revitalized. I followed so many Kylux blogs. 
<laughs> and I loved I loved talking about 2015 Kylux where it was just like remember eight tracks. Yes. So eight tracks was a website where it's kind of like Spotify where you can make your own playlist. But like. But then it. then you had to pay for eight tracks. That everyone left because it was it used to be free. Um, uh, but like, yeah, everyone was making Kylux eight tracks where it was like oh Kylo uh, Kylo and hooks and flower crowns and like the same three songs were on every playlist. Yeah, yeah. That's generally how um fandom playlists work even like now. yeah i'm just thinking about fandom playlists where like every every playlist has uh my ordinary life oh my god so uh, essentially every playlist, and yeah it's like really like when people make character playlists it's really not what they think the characters are gonna listen to it's what they think that vibes with the character's personality at this point and apparently it's just the same three songs hey look at that hayloft by mother mother it's just a bunch of mother mother songs. a lot of it's just a lot of mother mother hayloft is always on there always um, but yeah, I, I, I followed a lot of shit blogs. I followed a lot of art blogs. I, I default, like, I followed a lot of, um, like, when I was big into my hero, when I got really art. into my hero in high school, I followed a lot of my hero blogs. I did not follow any my hero blogs. I, do, I just would go into the tags. Really? No, observe. I followed my hero blogs. I followed a lot of Game of Thrones, but no, Game of Thrones has ended, so, uh, and I don't like, no one likes how Game of Thrones ended, so those blogs are kind of dead. <laughs> I follow a lot of old Rooster Teeth blogs from when I was in middle school because I was really into Rooster Teeth and Red vs. Blue. I don't follow a lot of Ruby blogs. No. I follow a lot of Red vs. Blue blogs. Like, especially ones that centered around Felix. Yeah, essentially, everyone I followed back in the day have moved on to different fandoms, but I still follow them because I still, like, I was just like, I just like seeing their blogs on my dashboard. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't hold the same love for Tumblr as I once did because I'm no longer depressed. Yeah, so... <laughs> Oh, okay, I did not realize what you just said. <laughs> it just flew right over my head. Yeah, that flew. Um, oh. Actually, I want to get Joe and or Shauna pop in really quick because I'm going to talk about Steven Universe and Tumblr. Please. Yo. Um, it's my favorite subject. Is it? Are you I sure? Mean, it raises this, my blood pressure, but sure. This kind of leads into like my next topic where, okay, once again, I'm going to say we're going to get a little political with this. Um, and so again, our opinions don't reflect on WMSC's opinions. Yeah. So let first let's talk about Steven Universe and Tumblr. Steven Universe's Tumblr sort of presence was similar to what I would say Voltron's Tumblr presence was. It, it was around the same time too, so it makes sense. Where the sort of toxic fandom was just very prevalent on Tumblr, where they would essentially Voltron. I think at like essentially the concept of shipping wars was a lovely little thing especially in the Voltron fandom because we're not saying this is where it originated from oh absolutely not no no way like fandom stuff like I I loved going in like 2015 um like Star Wars fandom I love finding like blogs like not Tumblr blogs but just website blogs from the 90s (laughs) that had like Sky Solo which uh, Sky Solo is Luke and Han I was finding fan art from like the late 90s uh-huh. for like like blogs about Star Wars which was like such like a fun thing to do mm. um but anyway Steven Universe t- toxic, toxic ship I feel like not that it it really wasn't Steven Universe thing wasn't really toxic shippers well, so but like toxic fandoms like this did not birth toxic fandoms toxic oh, fandoms not. has always been a thing but I feel like this was one of the most prevalent ones because Tumblr was such a big site at the time at that point it Definitely. was pretty dang big like oh, oh, oh Joe go I was I was gonna say my favorite part of the shipping wars was Amazon versus FedEx but uh boo, boo. tomatoes 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 <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, but I feel like since the internet was mm-hmm. like not, invented, not, yeah. Like not so like I want to say like around 2014 the internet was becoming a much more accessible thing. Yeah. At the time that cuz when we talked about this in uh YouTube 2 weeks ago on how 2014 uh 2014 YouTube was really big. I feel like the same time Tumblr was also getting really big. Oh, for sure. And so the accessibility to fandoms was also getting a lot larger. Mm-hmm. And with Voltron and Steven Universe becoming very big shows at the time, uh, led to a lot of people joining it and a lot of people's opinions being introduced. So, Joe, can you talk a little about your feelings on Steven Universe and Tumblr? Um, so, oh, the mic just moved. You could away just move the me. mic closer to your mouth. The mic got angry uh, that I was about to share an opinion, <laughs> but um, just, just don't hold it. Just don't. It'll, so, it'll, she can okay. hold it. Okay, I'll just yeah, because it, it keeps on moving. You know, just hold the mic still. Okay, so I have very spicy opinions on Steven you Universe. Can't be very spicy. Yeah, you can't be very no, spicy. no expletives. Yeah. But like, I I genuinely think is one of the most problematic TV shows for a number of reasons. Uh, one of which is definitely the fandom. The fandom got very virulent and bullied a lot of people to the point that somebody who drew a character with a different, like... I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. They drew Rose Quartz, who wasn't, like, wasn't as, like, plus-sized as the character is. Like, mm-hmm. they drew them more like themselves. Ended up being hospitalized for self-inflicted ouchies because, <laughs> because of all the bullying online that... Yeah. And, like... Thankfully, she survived, to my knowledge. Oh, I thought she complete. No, no. I, I read I read a post that was saying, like, hey, this is a friend of hers, on, like, on a different blog, and she's, like, out of the hospital. Oh, yeah, she's okay. Good. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's good. At least it didn't lead to, like, you know. Uh, S- sewer slide? Yeah. Like, not to say that this doesn't happen in fandoms. Of course. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm using Steven Universe as the prime example because of how big of a show it was and how big of the fandom it was. Sean, you have something to say? So, yeah, to Joe's point, so a good friend of mine is in the, Ru- not Ruby, I, uh, Steven Universe. We're so all my, Ruby fans here. No, <laughs> <laughs> no my, one, my one friend is, like, a big Steven Universe person, and so a little bit about me is I kind of do, like, art on the side and stuff. So, like, one day I, I was really into Steven Universe in uh, my freshman year. I still like it, and I acknowledge the problems that Joe was saying. But um, I was doing, like, a piece where, like, I wanted to do, like, one of the pearls. And uh, I showed my friend, and he was like, okay, that's really good. I wouldn't share it anywhere, anywhere, anywhere though. I'm like, why not? He's like, because it's not accurate. People are going to tear you apart for it. Oh, yeah. They tear apart the actual show for not being accurate to the character models. Because I was uh, I was doing a reimagination of Blue Pearl, oh, I, I believe. Pearl. And my, my one friend is like, okay, that's really good. I think you should keep it to yourself, though. <laughs> You know, not yeah. to say that this has, like, just because I'm in the fandom, Ruby fandom is also kind of like that, and they're, where they just tear apart things. I remember people were screaming about how in the volume four opening, uh-huh. that Weiss was holding Mirnester in mm-hmm. her right hand instead of her left hand. Oh. Huh. They're like, oh, Mati wouldn't want this. It's in the wrong hand. She's left-handed. Who cares? They're like, it's inaccurate. Character purists. What if uh, her left hand wasn't, like, able to be used at the time? Like, she thought, oh, this would be tactically advantageous to switch hands. That's literally all. Let me explain the shot to you. I'll I'll show you it later. It is the final shot of the opening where it's all four girls on, like, Mm an icy tundra, and they all have their weapons, and then it, like, pans up to the show, like, the title card. And 
it is just for an aesthetically pleasing shot that she's holding Mirnester in her right hand instead of her left. Because right. I'm assuming that, um, I'm assuming that uh, Ruby's scythe is in the way of her would be in the way of her holding her uh, weapon in her left. Yeah, yes. right. Because they're right next to each other, and and um, Ruby, yeah, Crescent Rose is such a big weapon. Yeah, and so it, it is literally just for an aesthetically pleasing shot to yeah. have Mirnester be holding her right hand instead of her left, and people were so mad about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Uh, just spoiler for Ruby too. Um, when uh, Clover died, yeah, people sent death threats to Rooster Teeth. Yeah, that's yeah. They did that with Voltron specifically about shipping stuff. I yeah. remember like, that. Someone sent glass in a box. Well, uh, it, w- it was also death threats for shipping reasons. Well, also because people thought Cl- Clover died really stupidly, but they claimed well, que- they, they claimed queer baiting. Yeah. Um, and people were sending death threats to Rooster Teeth for. Killing the, off a character. The ba- a big thing that I saw too wasn't Steven Universe fans sending death threats to Rebecca Sugar. They put her on a pedestal. Oh yeah, that's what she that was untouchable to them. Mm-hmm. They sent. I got a lot of death threats too because when I I ran an Instagram page that like I just you know I made little edits of you know stuff. I was a ba- I I made edits of Star Wars stuff like I used CapCut and stuff like that. Yeah. I deleted the account. But, you know, I was like, you know, and somebody commented on it, like, you should do a Steven Universe. I'm like, I don't like Steven Universe. Then all of a sudden my comments are flooded. I'm getting DMs left and right, and I'm getting, like, threats on threats. I'm like... (sighs) Weird. But, like like, like I said, not to say that this doesn't happen on the fandoms, but Steven Universe was just so big at the time that these were very common instances of, like, oh, you don't like Steven Universe, death, 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 right, it's the best show ever. Don't, like, you could not talk about a bad about Rebecca Sugar. I feel like I had the opposite experience. I felt like whenever Steam Universe would be brought up, they kind of, granted, I kind of came in at the tail end. So a lot of times it felt like they were not demonizing Rebecca Sugar, but they kind of like had her as like a separate entity where they liked the show, but they didn't like Rebecca. This could just be like my perception. Maybe I wasn't like that deep in the fandom or anything, but like that's how I yeah. saw. I feel like this is a very Tumblr centric thing at this point. I don't know how Twitter was. Yeah, because I only... It was very Tumblr-centric. Yeah, like, I I wouldn't really know the the depths of... I actually tried to make a Tumblr uh, for, like, a while in 2016, and... I was like, you know, I I looked through, and I was like, oh, let me see the Steven Universe fandom, because Jill likes it. I'll give it another shot. So I gave it a shot. I was like, all right, this show kind of jives, but there's a lot of filler. Not really into that. So I said that in a post back on Instagram again. And... And once again, I got hate, and I was like, "Dang, okay." Uh, these, you know, like, like, like you've said, not the only toxic fandom, but <coughs> Star Wars. Oh, don't <laughs> even get me started on Star Wars. No, but... no one hates Star Wars more, more than, than Star Wars, Wars fans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I got um, like the reason I think Steven Universe fandom, like, not talking about the show now, mm-hmm. the fandom itself is a perfect microcosm of the internet as a whole, is because of the mix of like because you're getting a show that's like it's painted as this feel good you know like fun time coffee shop au fan fiction as a tv show Mm -hmm. and then for some reason you just get the worst most vehement like hatred out of the fans for people who disrespect who not even disrespect it but don't even like or don't like it or just don't want to interact with it yeah or, or put their own creative spin on things yeah, I know. I definitely agree with that. Where it's like it's supposed, it's like this wholesome, feel good show. Yet the most disgusting, like 
human beings will come out of it just to hate on you because you said you don't want to watch the show. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of also... Um, it reminds me a lot of what's going on now with the Encanto fandom where there's... Oh, like, oh God. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just invoked, like, the devil. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, because... Well, I want you to talk about Encanto. Midge, you were part of the Ham- yeah. Hamilton fandom. I was. Not really on Tumblr. Tumblr. More of just... Not at all, really. You were At all. I just liked it. No. Okay. Cause I do, but I know about I do things. want to talk a little bit about the Hamilton fandom. Why don't fandom. we talk about that after a break? Okay. Well, so we're going to go on break really quickly. Um, and then we're going to talk about... We're going to go into... Oh, I guess we're going to talk about... Inca- talk about... A, Encanto and... I the, feel like I should also talk about Homestuck a bit. Uh, wait. You read Homestuck? A bit, but I know a lot. Someone I follow, a couple of people I follow are in the fandom, so I know a good bit. All right, so we'll be right back, and we're back with fandom we're fair back. with Sam and Midge, and then Joe and Sean, and we're talking about Hi. Tumblr. We're talking about Tumblr. Do you, we want to talk? About, should I talk about home? Should we talk about Hamilton first? Because it's sort of the I I was thinking. Let's of talk specific- about Hamilton. Yeah. So, and then we'll go into and contact. In my limited knowledge of the Hamilton fandom on Tumblr. If you know anything about the Hamilton fandom, especially in that sort of stage where... So, essentially, what I'm getting at here is that they shipped, like, real people. <laughs> they shipped real-life historical people. Who were fictionalized for this hip-hop rap musical made by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, and so, my experience with the Hamilton fandom really centered around the animatics that were going around uh, YouTube. Like, I followed an artist... I follow followed an artist on tumblr who made like a lot of the animatics mm-hmm. that like the really popular ones um so that's really my experience with the tumblr fandom <laughs> but all one thing that must be said about the tumblr fandom is that it had one of the most buck wild are we talking stories. about the fanfic i was talking about yes so uh, the, uh, the because tum- yes. hamilton of course like it's kind of hard to create fanfic which every fandom at this point really has fanfic even the smallest of fandoms about you know Real, real stuff, and so they make AUs, and so we have stuff. Well, AU stands for alternate universe. Yes, that is a fandom term, and so we have things like um, modern AUs. I'm sure are most popular. Coffee so, shop, coffee shop AUs, high school AUs, stuff like that. So we have this one writer who starts an AU. I believe it takes place in the 80s, and it's a high school AU. It's it's during the AIDS I, epidemic. It's during the AIDS epidemic. And so, because I guess, I think, I don't remember, it, it is a, I believe it is a John, I don't remember the character's name. It's Hamilton and the character who's played by Anthony Ramos. Don't ask me. I, I, John Lawrence, there it is. Okay. I'm so it's, sexy, it's I a never la- listened to Hamilton. It's a Lambs AU. That's what their ship name was, Lambs. <laughs> and so, um, I don't remember which of them had AIDS. I'm sure one of them had <laughs> <laughs> So this writer, who I believe in the past had a Hamilton AU where, like, Hamilton was, like, a cannibalistic mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just remembering because I watched an entire video about it. And also an entire video about, like, drama in the Harry Potter fandom before Tumblr. Also, may I say, when we laugh at AIDS and HIV, (laughs) it's not making fun of it, especially because we're all queer. We're all, yeah. Um, So what I'm getting at here is that this writer fakes... A ton of information about themselves, but most specifically the fact that they themselves have AIDS. And there's this whole thing where they fake it. It's sort of like 
you remember the My Chemical? No, sorry, not My Chem. My Harry Potter, um, fanfic, My Immortal. Of it's course, sort of I that do. kind of simil- situation where someone was pretending to be the author. It's this person pretending to have all of these different like aspects of their life. So that's completely not true. They're like this college student, in, like Chicago, who's completely. So the, I believe they pretended to be. Each I can't remember where exactly what they exactly pretended to be by nationality, but they pretended to be like this diplomat's child who who left their country. I know it was India, and they have this partner. Oh no, their partner has AIDS. Their pretend partner has AIDS, I believe. Um, but didn't they also get AIDS? I believe at some point, yes. This is all fake. I'm saying this now. This is all fake. This yeah. is all fake by some college student, some freshman in their dorm. And so, um, essentially, at one point, it starts just crumbling around them. And, like, essentially, a bunch, like, a good amount of people, like, sort of band together to figure out what exactly is happening. Because they also get into this point where it's, like, on Tumblr, there are sometimes, like, cliques, essentially, yes. of people who, like, go after other people. Like and so they were, part, they were sort of a part of this sort of thing. And this one person is essentially, uh, some people are essentially trying to, take down this clique of people who are just, like, harassing others because of their opinions on ships. It is this concept of the shipping war that comes back, especially in the Hamilton fandom, where it was kind of... Hamilton was essentially shipped with every character on this, under the sun. He is the fandom bicycle. That is the term. Essentially, you were shipped with every character in that fandom under the sun. The same as, like, Midoriya from My Hero Academia. Yeah, I was just trying to think of, like, a character who Midoriya is like that. My, My Hero Academia... Hamilton, which is weird to call him a character since he's a real human person, and he's played by Lin Manuel Miranda. You know, I was like, is a fandom the- bicycle essentially of the Hamilton fandom. Yeah, and essentially, um, they were attacking people based on what they shipped, which I don't know, man. I I personally think I never shipped real uh, RPF. I never did RPF. I, d- I did that I know in middle did. school. There is sort of like a very fine line with the Hamilton fandom because it is a fictionalized recreation of history versus actual RPF, which yeah. is. A lot of the times, based on celebrities and YouTubers, mm-hmm. like I've, I have read RPF fandom where it's like reader fi- reader fic, and that's about it. I've I never d- read. I did that. I've never read fic where it's like shipping to real people. And together. I did that too in can, middle school. Can yeah. I ask, yes, of course. Is RPF real, real person fiction. fiction? Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, well, Joe, you might want to stand because I want to hop over to Encanto as like yeah. a more modern so, example. Um. Oh boy. With Encanto. So essentially at this point, it just all falls apart, and I, I don't know if the fic's been deleted or not, but essentially that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's, that's Tumblr's how cra- insane. That, yeah, that's how crazy Tumblr would get with its fandom stuff. Back in, like, 2015, 2016. So now as a more modern example of another Lin-Manuel Miranda creation, which is Encanto. Which is, it's more toxic elements are really more centered around Twitter and Instagram. Like, but like I said earlier, that Twitter has kind of become the new Tumblr, and a lot of this like history repeats itself. <laughs> yes, because they just, I don't know, just take Tumblr things off of Tumblr and then just repeat it in tweets. So, Joe, would you like to talk about your feelings on the Encanto? Yeah, fandom, um, please. So the story deals with you know uh, generational, generational trauma, trauma with I believe Colombian people. Yes. I'm not Colombian, I'm Puerto Rican, but we have a lot of uh, that, you know, we have a lot of the same elements of, you know, familial, like, when it comes to the family unit, we have a lot of the same culture um, across, like, you know, Hispanic countries outside of Spain, and so, you know, that movie really struck a chord with me. Uh, (laughs) Then we get just the most uh, lovely 
lovely kinds of people once once again white just people cult- culture <laughs> culture vulturing and um uh what, what's a, what's another thing they did um can we talk about the incest i was just I was, <laughs> you know what you just you, you, that was the you elephant her in, in the, the room act. yeah you that was uh, yeah no, no need to to graze over it let's yeah. not no uh yeah people ship uh Mir- mirabel is now the fandom bicycle yes i would say so yes <laughs> <laughs> and where she is shipped with all of her family members. I'd say so, yes. Uh, the, mo- the most prominent being uh, Bruno, Bruno, because white people love the skinny little... They love skinny, curly-haired, mop-headed Bruno men. is a essentially the Tumblr sexy man concept has essentially fallen out of fashion at this point, but Bruno would be such a Tumblr sexy man. Tumblr sexy man is when like Ugh. a character who is like just really skinny and... That is a sort usually of... Usually white. Unless he's sans. The skeleton. Sans was a Tumblr sexy man. He was. So the Onesler, Sans the Skeleton. Purple guy. Purple guy. Sherlock from the BBC show. Probably also Hannibal Lecter from the Hannibal show. Uh, At least one of the guys from Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, Probably Castiel? I think Castiel was a Tumblr sexy man. Tumblr sexy man is when uh, these white women love to drool over skinny white guys. And it's... Perks if they have floppy hair, and so, also perks if they are a villain. Yeah, like uh, Springtrap was also like Purple Guy oh, slash yeah. Springtrap was a Tumblr sexy man. Yeah, especially the Rebornica version, which is really yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, was where a lot of my FNAF stuff was back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, so white people uh, like to culture take, vulture, and yeah. now are making really gross incest NSFW art of uh, Mirabelle, who is the bicycle, but they don't. It's really, I see her with Bruno and I see her with Camilo. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's like, um, erm, uh, kind of cringe, bro. Well, I'm sorry, not even just incest, it's also pedophilia because Bruno is her uncle. Yeah, yeah. and like, I, I don't get what the whole, like, people see these things that are actual, like, you know, no matter which way you slice it, harmful acts, and they're like, ooh, it's a taboo. No, it's not a taboo, it's just wrong. Just like gross. Yeah, like, like I I went down like I was just curious because I saw I saw one thing on TikTok about it. I was like, oh, wait, people are doing this, and I uh, went down a I went down a Twitter rabbit hole of like pedophilia art that started with Bruno and Mirabel. The thing is with fandom, it's always going to get to that point where people are going to dip into the I'll say more taboo just to be frank, just to give right, it a word. Right. Uh, more taboo aspects of especially romantic essentially ro- relationships like NSFW stuff is always going to crop up yeah like my little pony i know it, it every every kids fan every, kids fandoms um always have adult fans yeah. but it's this point i was trying to make earlier of separating the child aspect of the fandom and the adult aspect of the fandom that twitter yeah. is especially very like into at the moment but the problem with t- twitter is that you have to be like 13 or 16 to be on twitter technically by like the rules okay and i was like also i had to verify my age on ao3 to read adult content but yeah. i was like yeah. i was you can 15. just click a button i was like yeah i am there's no real way to separate these different parts of fandom to make fandom a safe place for children yeah. and fandom my- will never be a safe place for children now, the thing is with minors especially on twitter is that they want the adults to make it a safe place for them but that's not adults right. jobs that's yeah. your parents jobs yeah of course if it's your if look I, that, no that that brings me to the the uh, a great point of 
so a lot of young kids, uh, when I mean young, I mean about 13, got uh-huh. into fandom over the quarantine. Yeah. Mm. And they a lot of people were saying, you're freaking, you're trying to cancel people on TikTok and Twitter and whatever because there's a ship you don't like or there's art you don't like or whatever. If you try doing that at a convention, you're going to get kicked out. Oh, yeah. If you try to police yeah. someone's, essentially, what they make, essentially with art, at, at stuff at conventions, it's already policed by the convention makers. So whatever is there is appropriate for that convention, and it doesn't break the rules. They can't, essentially, I believe that is how it works, but especially with artist alleys. Yeah, artist alleys. Were, but, and even, a, co- but I wanted to talk about cosplay for a minute, yeah. back to the cosplay talk, oh. where... There are thirteen year olds who talk, who are saying to you know twenty something year olds that like you're too old for cosplay, which is fun, funny of them. When like you are a little baby. <laughs> like a lot of minors try who got into fandom over quarantine really like to try and police older people who've been in fandom for longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's what they like, kind of like how Steven Universe was of like if you don't like this, yeah. I'm gonna cancel you, or uh, you like now it's. Like, you make ship art I don't like of, like, Midoriya and, I don't know, like, Mineta. I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, crack art. Like, crack uh, is, like, something that's really out of the world and benign and it stupid. It's very out of character with uh, OOC, essentially. Was out, of, out of character. Yeah. So, like, you know, people make, like, stupid art, but, but you know, there will be, like, younger people who take it seriously and try to cancel. Can uh, I? Cancel artists, yeah. I just had a horrible thought. Uh-huh. The Homestuck fandom was the prequel. The, um... What, what was it? Uh, Homestuck is essentially, like, this little circle, and then people, like, sprung off of it as yeah. it sort of kind of got less popular. No, but but I, I was saying, like, uh, it goes Homestuck, Hamilton, and Kanto, Vol- pre- prequel, original, uh, sequel, with a spinoff being Voltron. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Voltron. See, a lot of people sort of spring off of other fandoms, go to yeah. different ones, and they sort of bring the same sort of fandom mentality from those other fandoms yeah. into these new ones. Especially with Homestuck, people sprung off of that into Steven Universe and Voltron and mm. Hannibal and Sherlock. Undertale. God, I could talk Super, about Super Hulock. I was, I the was Undertale fandom, Su- too. Undertale, yes. Yeah. So, Undertale and Steven Universe were very interlocked. Yeah. We have not, I can't believe we haven't mentioned Super Hulock. <laughs> yeah. Oh my we have eight minutes, but we can like talk about it really quick. Uh, Super Hulock was a if you were a fan of Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock, BBC. Yeah. Um, you were part of the sort of fandom collective of Super Hulock, where... Do you remember when Hot Topic was really kind of jumping on the Super Hulock stuff? Absolutely, I do, yes. Like, what What unholy, like... It's essentially if you were a fan of all of these things. No, but I mean, I, I mean, like, who made an unholy pact with some sort of supernatural entity for those three to combine into one? They have nothing in common. Really? The only white thing... White men. Okay, uh, yeah, true, white true. men. So, I stand corrected. at least Doctor Who... <laughs> I'm like, line go down. <laughs> At least Doctor Who and Sherlock were both on the BBC. Yeah. Supernatural's really m- very much an outlier at this point mm. because it's on the CW, it's American made, and it's bad. Wait, here's the thing they're all it- bad. <laughs> That's another thing. And they all right. had, they all queer baited. At least Doctor Who. No, True. Doctor Who didn't queer bait. No, um, Doctor Who is fairly prolific. And the fact that honestly, its fandom is the strongest out of any of these fandoms because it's been going on for years. But but Sherlock and uh, uh, Supernatural both queer baited. Oh, for sure. Wait, did did what? Sherlock finally get canceled? Oh, it got canceled a while ago. Okay. It, there was okay. this thing where uh, the final episode in in uh, in Europe they're called series instead of seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the final episode 
of series, I think, four or three. And people were like, no, this can't be the final episode. And they had, like, this whole um, conspiracy theories about it and that they were waiting for this new episode. It never came. Essentially, Sherlock either ended or got canceled. It's never going to come back, even though people keep thinking that's going to come back. I don't think it's ever going to come back. Damn. Uh, based. <laughs> Good. Based. Um, and it's, God... I, I, we're definitely not going to have time to talk no. about what I want to talk about, which was a SJW liberalism coming from uh, the Tumblr. Could always move it to next week, right? We, we could uh, we could talk about it next week, maybe, if we want to get a little no. bit more political. We don't know what we're talking about next week. So. We, me, yeah. me and Mitch kind of come up with the idea like three days before. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to wrap up the show now. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for listening to Phantom Fair on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Sam. And Mitch. And Joe and Sean. And so now we're going to do our outro, our outro. So if you miss this episode and you would like to listen to it, you can listen to it on uh, Spotify. Spotify and Google Podcasts at yeah. Phantom Fair, F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. I can spell. You Mitch, can spell. Would, would you like to give out the socials? So our social media is we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our TikTok and Twitter are the same as our Spotify and Google Podcasts. So that's just how it's spelled. But our Instagram, we couldn't get Phantom Fair. So you just I might I might try to retry and do it. We'll see. I, I might check. So essentially, you just separate the word fandom underscore fair. That's our Instagram, and you can check on especially Twitter and Instagram for when we're going live, and Twitter for when we post new episodes. Not really Instagram anymore. And then on and TikTok, I post some funny clips. That we post I post funny clips, but that have actually gotten a lot of views. Yeah, uh, Joe actually helped me respond to a commenter about economics on Star Wars, because we don't yeah. actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> And I have too much free time. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go brush your teeth. Uh, clean your sheets. Uh, you're stinky. Uh, you're, uh, take a shower. You're smelly. You're so stinky. Uh, drink some water. Eat some food. Uh, Sean, would you like to... Touch some grass. Touch jo- some grass. Joe, would you like to say anything? Uh, love yourself. Uh, sure. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Anything? Uh, love yourself. Uh, sure. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day. Goodbye. Bye-bye.